What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about actress Kira Knightley in the movie Marriage Story. But first, let's talk about actress Kira Knightley, who, for me, is one of my favorite actresses, and I think the most underrated actress of her generation. The first time I saw Kira Knightley on screen was in the movie Bend It Like Beckham. She's not the lead of that movie, but she's the most interesting thing in that movie. She gives the best performance in that movie. I think that's safe to say. And then she goes on and stars in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise alongside Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom. She's way better than Bloom. She's second best to Johnny Depp in that franchise. I mean, the Elizabeth Swan character is iconic at this point. Then she starts this collaboration with director Joe Wright, and they make three of the best period piece movies I've ever seen, starting with Pride and Prejudice. Keira Knightley holds her own in this movie with Dame Judi Dench. Her scenes with Dame Judi Dench are the best scenes in this movie. This is the movie that got me thinking Keira Knightley is a really great actress. I'm not kidding you. She is a great actress. If you have not seen Pride and Prejudice, you don't know how good Keira Knightley is at all. I mean, she added something new to iconic character in Elizabeth Bennet, something that's been portrayed a million times on screen, Pride and Prejudice. Hers is the best portrayal I've ever seen of that character. So at this point, you're thinking, she can't get any better. You've seen the best of Kira Knightley, and then she comes back with Atonement. And yes, Saoirse Ronan is the one who got Oscar nominated for Atonement. Kira Knightley did get Oscar nominated for Pride and Prejudice, but her performance in Atonement is one of my favorites. I've ever seen. It is fascinating what she does in this movie, in a movie that has James McAvoy and Saoirse Ronan. I think Keira Knightley's is the best performance in the movie Atonement. Then she has a supporting role in the movie written by Alex Garland, Never Let Me Go, alongside Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield. This was a spooky performance. Keira Knightley, again, brings something new to every role. I think she's more versatile. I mean, this is a little bit of a sci-fi horror type deal. Her character is scary at times. And then her third and final collaboration with Joe Wright up until this point is Anna Karenina, a really interesting portrayal of another iconic novel. Again, she just brings something so interesting to these period pieces, and yes, she fits best in these because she's playing these characters that are against what's going on in the times. I mean, the Elizabeth Bennet character wants to marry... Anna Karenina wants to cheat on her husband. I mean, she is really good. And then there's a movie, Colette, where she plays an, a female author who's not allowed to write during her times. I mean, Kieran Knightley is really great at playing these characters who are against what's going on in their time periods. I find something really interesting that happens with English actresses, and it happens with Kiera Knightley. And the same thing happened with Kate Winslet. Because they come up and become famous by being in these period pieces, I mean, even Pirates of the Caribbean is kind of a period piece. Then she was in Pride and Prejudice, Atonement. Anna Karenina, that their box is that they can only be really good in period pieces. But then a movie comes out and you're like, wow, they can be really good in a movie about modern times. And Kiera Knightley has hit it out of the park in two movies about being a woman in modern times. In Begin Again, she's an aspiring musician dating Adam Levine who's been cheated on. And then she starts to make an album that she records all outdoors with a producer played by Mark Ruffalo. This is one of the best movies I've 
I've ever seen. Her performance in the movie Begin Again is all-time great, and the fact that she didn't get along with the director makes that movie even more interesting to me. Then in the movie Laggy, she plays a woman who can't decide what she wants to do with her life. She doesn't want to be married to her longtime boyfriend. It is one of the more fascinating i mean it's one of those movies about the person who doesn't want to do anything and mostly we see the man play that role but kiera knightley brings an energy to this role that of which i've never seen i think she has the ability to make most movies that shouldn't be good really good like laggies has no reason to be good other than kiera knightley i mean her scenes with sam rockwell in that movie are phenomenal if you've not seen laggies i highly recommend it but like kate winslet Kira Knightley can be really good in movies about modern times. She doesn't have to be in a period piece to be one of the best actresses of our time. And other than them being period pieces, these movies have absolutely nothing in common. There is no pattern to Kira Knightley's career. Bend It Like Beckham and Pirates of the Caribbean cannot be any more different. Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, Never Let Me Go, Anna Karenina, Begin Again, Laggies, Colette. These movies have absolutely nothing in common. Each of these performances are distinctive and different. They're unique. Kira Knightley brings a unique energy to a movie. She's like an energizer bunny she has unlimited energy in these movies she has a light she can bring she can elevate movies that otherwise don't deserve to be elevated again laggies not so great even anna karenina is not very good without kira knightley in the movie Kira Knightley's absolute best performance is in the movie The Imitation Game, where Benedict Cumberbatch plays Alan Turning, the guy who basically won World War II by decoding German army. This is a great movie, and though it's Benedict Cumberbatch's movie, it wouldn't be a movie without Kira Knightley. I think her chemistry with Benedict Cumberbatch makes the movie great. They were also in the movie Atonement together. This is one of the best movies of the decade. If you have not seen the imitation game i don't know what you're doing with your life she was nominated for an oscar for this movie she definitely should have won this oscar kira knightley should definitely have an oscar at this point pride and prejudice and the imitation game are her only oscar nominations i say she should also have been nominated for atonement because atonement wouldn't exist without kira knightley there's again she's one of the best actresses of this decade two oscar nominations Yet there are so many people out there that don't think Kira Knightley is a very good actress, and I can't understand why. I think there are just some people that have only seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and they're ignoring all of her other great work. I mean, other than those movies, Bennett Like Beckham, really good performance. Pride and Prejudice, great performance. Atonement, great performance. Never Let Me Go, really good supporting performance. Anna Karenina, she's the interesting thing in a really dull movie. Begin Again, one of the best movies of the decade. The Imitation Game, one of the best movies of the decade. Laggies, a really good movie that she elevates. Colette, again, in the movie Colette, her most recent film, she plays an author who isn't allowed to take ownership of her books because in those times it was illegal for a woman to write books. And again, her husband was taking all the credit. This was in an era where you weren't allowed to be a successful female, so her husband was taking all of her credit. She eventually wins back authorship of all of her books. Again, only Kira Knightley to me could have played that role. 
I say all this, and Keira Knightley is still only 34 years old. How many actresses already have two Oscar nominations before turning 40 years old? Not that many. I know her co-star Saoirse Ronan is up there. She's not even 25 yet. But think about that. Think about the fact that she's already been in my life for most of this past Two decades almost in movies like blockbusters like Pirates and then smaller movies like Pride and Prejudice and Atonement. There's no one more unique than Kira Knightley. I just think she's so underrated. You should give these movies a chance and see what a really good actress, great actress in my mind, Kira Knightley is. Here are the movies you need to watch if you want to catch up on some really good Kira Knightley performances. Bend It Like Beckham, The Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Pride and Prejudice, Atonement, Never Let Me Go, Anna Karenina, Begin Again, The Imitation Game, Laggies, Colette. Do so, because Keira Knightley isn't going anywhere. She will probably continue to be in really good movies and really unique performances. She is bound by no genre. Keira Knightley, simply, she's one of the best actresses of her generation. Now let's switch gears and talk about the latest film by director Noah Baumbach, Marriage Story. Here's a quick synopsis about Marriage Story. A New York play director, Charlie, and an L.A. actress, Nicole, plan to go through an amicable divorce and separation until divorce lawyers get involved and they get into an emotional battle over where they will live, money, and their eight-year-old son. For me, Marriage Story right now is the movie of the year and I don't see that changing. I love absolutely everything about this movie, including the performance from Adam Driver. Driver gives the performance of his career and of the year. You feel his pain, his confusion throughout the film. He is blindsided by things that should be obvious, but he can't deal with change. Like there's a scene in this movie where his character Charlie thinks that he's going to be able to stay at her mother's house, Nicole's house, that that he's still going to be a welcome guest to just stay over with them. It's nuts that he would think that he's going through a divorce, but this is the way his life has been for the last 10 years. He's been married to this person. He gets to stay at this house and be friendly with those people. He can't see that change is coming. I 100% think Adam Driver deserves an Oscar for this movie. If not now, then when are you going to give the best actor of this decade the Oscar he so richly deserves? Then you have Scarlett Johansson who gives her best performance since Lost in Translation. She is great at playing a character in a troubled relationship. She is hiding her pain from him and does the opposite of what he is doing. She tries to rush through this divorce so that it will end, while the Charlie character is trying to prolong it as long as he can because he doesn't He can't get used to change. He wants to win the battle so that he can stay in New York so that his life will stay the same. She's trying to rip the band-aid out because she knows that nothing will ever be the same again after this tumultuous divorce. I also think Scarlett should win an Oscar for this performance. I mean, we're so used to the recent Scarlett Johansson to be Black Widow and to be Lucy and to be an action film star. We forget how great she was in a movie like Lost in Translation and like Matchpoint, these smaller movies where we get to see how good of an actress Scarlett Johansson really is. She can still have an impact on screen without being in action scenes. 
And the fact that she's never been nominated before. I mean, have you people seen Lost in Translation? How good that movie really is. Then you have the supporting characters in these in this movie. Played by Laura Dern, Alan Alda, Ray Liotta. They're all brilliant as divorce lawyers. They are the real villains of the movie. Laura Dern's character is trying to play like she's Scarlett Johansson's friend in the divorce. Where all she's thinking about is how can I beat the Ray Liotta character or the Alan Alda character. Her ultimate goal is to win, win, win. Then you have Alan Alda playing the moral lawyer, Bert, who who says that he cares about Driver and his family and that when this all ends, things will get better. He's like the nice guy of the movie. But you, you can tell that he's not really going to help Adam Driver's character out at all. More on that in a second. Then you have Ray Liotta, who's the shark of the lawyers. Like, he is brutally honest. It's a business to Ray Liotta. It's a business to Laura Dern. They are all phenomenally great. Laura Dern definitely deserves a supporting Oscar nomination and a win for this movie. She's compelling. She's interesting. It's the best movie I've seen her in since 99 Homes. What a really great performance by Laura Dern. But Ray Liotta really brings it to, and so does Alan Alda. All three of these performances are so great. Now I need to talk about the director of this movie, Noah Baumbach. He is one of, personally, my favorite directors alongside Christopher Nolan. He is my favorite director working today. He is tremendous. He is on a tremendous run of movies that this is his second movie about divorce. The two are his best movies and couldn't be more different. If you go to his first movie about divorce, Squid and the Whale, it's about the kids of divorce. And Marriage Story is about the couple. Even go back to his earlier work, The Meyerowitz Stories, while we were young. Noah Baumbach knows how to make these movies about real life struggles and make them endlessly entertaining and endlessly rewatchable. You can watch Marriage Story eight times in a day and not feel like you've gotten enough of it. It's the only movie I've seen in 2019 that I've seen twice and enjoyed it equally the second time. Also, this movie has the New York versus L.A. aspect that we've seen in Noah Baumbach movies before, like in Greenberg, like the Meyerowitz stories. Noah Baumbach definitely does not like L.A. and definitely loves New York. But the scenes like Adam Driver in New York, he's alone. And then you go to the L.A. scenes and Scarlett Johansson's character is having the time of her life in L.A. Those scenes are so good to this movie. The difference between what's happening in New York and what's happening in L.A. makes the movie so great, I think. I think that some of the best, it's the best movie I've seen this year. There's no doubt about it. One of my favorite things this movie does is show the business of divorce. I mean, sometimes you're driving and then you're listening to the radio and you hear this commercial about a divorce lawyer. This movie shows you the business of divorce. There is a scene where Adam Driver asks Alan Alda's character. He looks at the clock and he says to him, and he asked Bert, am I paying for that joke? Adam Driver knows that each minute he's wasting with Bert, he is paying him an enormous sum of money. And he doesn't think the right usage for this is a joke. I mean, that's such a real moment. You've never seen that type of moment in a movie like this ever before. I mean, it's one thing for the Charlie character played by Adam Driver to be stripped of his wife, to be stripped of his child, but now he's being stripped of his money and he's, his time basically, his time is being wasted so that he will have to pay these people more money. That is why you 
you can relate to this movie because we would all be going through that. No matter if you're rich, no matter if you're famous, if you're going through a divorce, it is going to cost you something, even more so than your emotions. It's going to cost your bank account, basically. There's also a scene where Scarlett Johansson tells her mother, played by Julia Haggerty, to not be friends with Charlie anymore. I thought that was one of the more real moments. And then later in the film, when Adam Driver's character cannot find a divorce lawyer, Julie Haggerty's character, Scarlett Johansson's mom in the movie, calls Driver and tells him about Bert. This is so real. Those relationships are not going to end just because two people no longer like each other. Like, the feelings that Julia Haggerty has for Adam Driver's character is not going to go away just because her daughter told her that you can't be friends with this person anymore. That is, again, one of the more realer moments I've ever seen on screen. Relationships just don't end because one person doesn't want you to see that person anymore. There is too much history between these two people to erase Charlie from a person's life. I mean, this is the father of her grandson. I mean, you can't just erase this person from your life. She knows that in the long run, these two people are going to have to get along and that this divorce is just a stepping stone to the next part of their lives. It's not the forever. Both of these characters, Charlie and Nicole, think that this divorce, that this rivalry is going to last forever with the other peoples in their lives like Bert and Scarlett Johansson's mom know that it's at some point, this is going to end and you two are going to have to get along for the sake of your kid. I mean, there's an epic, brutal argument scene in this movie that's one of the best scenes in movie today. I just think this movie has two of the biggest movie stars and so many unforgettable scenes. I mean, you have Adam Driver singing Being Alive from the show Company. Then you have Scarlett Johansson's character, Nicole, telling Laura Dern's character, Nora, why her and Charlie are getting a divorce. And the film has a perfect ending. No one at the end of the film feels like a winner. Like, the whole idea that somebody won, like, Laura Dern's character tells Scarlett Johansson's character at one point, we got you more custody time with your son just so that I could tell the Ray Liotta character that I beat him in the settlement, that she's going to spend more time with her son just because this was a competition all along and Scarlett Johansson's character is telling her I don't want that at all I think picking sides after seeing this movie is going about it through the wrong way. Both characters, Charlie does some un regrettable things. I think the Nicole character does some regrettable things that they wish that you, like you can't fully root for what both of these characters are doing at the same time. Like you can't, like yes, it seems like the Nicole character, you can be like for some moments at the beginning of the film, you can be like, okay, you're totally on her side. Then you could switch from Charlie's side. Like at the end of this movie, the idea is that you're supposed to be able to move past which side you're on and realize that they're both going to have to be in each other's lives. I also thought when I was seeing the movie, I mean, it would just be so much more simple if they didn't have a kid. And really, their struggle is all about the kid. And it was really interesting how little screen time the kid actually has or how little the kid is actually involved in the movie. But yet, the whole movie is about the kid. And I thought that was a really brilliant way of going about it because these two people are going through the they're so angry towards each other because they want to remain in this kid's life but I think they also want to somehow remain in each other's lives but they just won't admit it to one another. I mentioned The Squid and the Whale because that movie cannot be any more different than this Bombag movie because in The Squid and the Whale Jeff Daniels is trying to use his kids played by Jesse Eisenberg 
to turn against his mother. I mean, this is like, there's no moment where Nicole sits down with her kid and says, Charlie is a bad person or vice versa. Like they never try to get their kid involved with a squint the whale. They try to heavily get their kids involved for that movie. Noah Baumbach was nominated for his first Oscar. Noah Baumbach will definitely be nominated for screenplay for this movie, but he definitely deserves to be nominated for best director at the Oscars. This is his masterpiece of a movie. I mean, I love every single Noah Baumbach movie since Squid and the Whale. They are some of my favorite movies. They're endlessly rewatchable. Get this man an Oscar. He is so good. I mean, you can, you can, People make the comparisons to Woody Allen. I think his movies are more rewatchable and entertaining than Woody Allen. Maybe it's just because I'm young and I grew up with the Noah Baumbach movies. I mean, Francis Ha is a masterpiece. Squid the Whale is a masterpiece. And guess what? Marriage Story is another masterpiece made by one of the best directors of our time, Noah Baumbach. Hopefully, this movie gives him more fame, more acclaim, and he keeps making these intimate, smaller movies about stuff that really matter. Divorce really matters. He made a real, realistic movie about what divorce is actually like. And he used two of the biggest actors in the world, Adam Driver from Star Wars, Scarlett Johansson from The Avengers, to make a movie that matters. Yes, it's not all superhero movies. You can use the actors from these franchises to make people interested in these smaller, intimate movies. That's what Bombac is doing. Marriage Story is one of the best movies today. If you have not seen marriage story i highly highly recommend you do so and i will i no doubt you will want to watch it over and over again it is that good of a movie thanks for listening to this edition of pop culture spotlight i'm cameron mckinney there'll be a new episode of pop culture spotlight every thursday on apple Podcasts and itunes this week, I put the spotlight on actress Kira Knightley in the Noah Baumbach movie Marriage Story. Next week, I'm putting the spotlight on two movies, Knives Out and The Report. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. 